Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Oilers now on a Wednesday. Very lightly attended optional on the ice as we speak. Um, interesting. Uh, Oilers have the Nashville Predators tomorrow. And, and we're in a stretch here where Edmonton's going to play 47 games over a span of 101 days. Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Is uh, We're going to go into the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's this simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. That's it. They are. They'll take care of you. Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the gang, and James H. Brown. So last night, Ryan Nugent Hopkins activated, played very well against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Zach Hyman remains in COVID protocol. Mike Smith out with a thumb tendon issue as well. And uh, we'll be intrigued to see what his return would look like as well to the Edmonton Oilers lineup. Uh, we've got a lot of responses to Brian Lawton's comments that were just on the show at this time. And uh, well, they were interesting. He's saying the time is now to go in for it, and he'd be looking at Marc-Andre Fleury. If you read between the lines what uh, Brian was saying, I think he thinks there's a chance the Oilers are going to end up getting Evander Kane and the Kane's not getting suspended. This text comes in saying, Bob, instead of Marc-Andre Fleury, do you think we could snag Carter Hart from the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, Carter Hart's 23-year-old netminder. He was a second-round choice of the Flyers in 2016 uh, out of Sherwood Park. Spent five seasons in Everett, four full seasons as their number one goaltender. He had a real difficult 2021 campaign. Went 9-11-5. and Eight seventy-seven. This after his first two years in the NHL, he was nine seventeen and nine fourteen. He has rebounded. He's at nine twelve this year. Think about this. He's got a nine twelve save percentage. He shaved almost a goal off against per game. He's three point six seven last year. He's at two point eight seven right now. And yet, he's seven fourteen and five. The Flyers have had a. 10-game and 12-game winless streak this season. It's been a tough year in uh, Philadelphia. I don't think there's a chance in hell the Flyers trade Carter Hart. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, if you had Carter Hart and Stuart Skinner in the future, that'd be pretty good. Um, I don't see Philadelphia. I just I, I can't see them doing that. That would be a shocking move to me. Um, that said, that organization, that city... Now, that's a city that's tough on players. I mean, they booed Santa. They used to boo Mike Schmidt when he was an all-star third baseman back in the day as well. Uh, 780-496-0063. Let's blast off some more text. We're just, uh, Cody, you just let me know. I don't know what happened. David was good earlier today, so I don't know if something came up with uh, the province or sure. 
not sure what, whether or not you've talked about it yet uh, on the show as I'm late today, but great to see a PP shot from the point, one that's good enough for Leon and uh, uh, Connor to defer to because they're seen as a real weapon, not just fluff. Well, Bouchard... Uh, Evan Bouchard bombed a couple home against the Flames the other night that got Edmonton back in the game. Even last night, there was a lot of collateral damage off of that. All right, without further ado, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show David Staples from the uh, Cult of Hockey, Provincial Affairs columnist also for the uh, Edmonton Journal. David, were you just uh, having your one-on-one daily uh, planning sessions there? with uh, Alberta, Alberta Premier Jason Kenny, Isn't that what the, the, the left say all the time, is that you're the unofficial speechwriter for the Conservatives for the UCP or what? Yeah, yeah, everyone's a critic, yeah. Uh, including you. Including me most of all. So I, if I can't, uh, yeah, I've got to be able to take it now and then, so all I right. certainly do. All right. Uh, boy, uh, there, there's a you know, obviously you've got a great sense of the, the, the mood of the fan base with the Cult of Hockey website and the response that you get and the engagement level. Uh, two games in a row, it looked a little little scary there for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club down 2 nothing against Calgary. Rallied came back, won 5-3. Leon Dreisettle, a two-goal, four-point performance, and then last night down 2 nothing and rallied for the 3-2 win. Um, I don't. I, I don't think you heard Brian Lawton. You're going to want to hear it because you might end up writing about it. He just said the Oilers, and you know, he's he talked about Holloway, talked about the you know getting Hyman back and the potential for Kane and what Edmonton could do up front. And he's saying the time is now to go get the goalie because he thinks Edmonton can win. He thinks they're in the right conference and the right division. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, the if the Kane thing happens in hockey terms, that's a windfall. Um, the Oilers have been severely hampered by Dylan Holloway's injury. I mean, if you watched him play last year at the college level, uh, he was utterly dominant at that level of play. Big player, super fast, and aggressive on the forecheck with skill. So the the type of player who, generally speaking, doesn't take a long time at the pro level to advance forwards, don't need two three years at the AHL level like defensemen do. They can step right in on the wing on this fourth line, third line, and provide a lot. So if he, if, if he uh, progresses well at Bakersfield, so far so good, and they sign Kane, I mean, Bob, you know, it's long been a dream of Oilers fans to have three scoring lines. The Oilers will have three scoring lines. I mean, you could be looking at a third line of Holloway, Nugent Hopkins, and Fogle. Um, and just stacked at the top two lines with, you know, if you have Kane, uh, Pugliarby, Yamamoto, um, Hyman on the wings with Drysaddle and McDavid. These are three lines that, that are could be the best three lines of any team in hockey in terms of the attack. So, yeah, um, the, the one big hole is goalie. And um, Ken Holland made an argument seem to be making an argument before Mike Smith got hurt again about, you know, being very patient, not wanting to move the first-round draft pick, you know, worried that if he moves the, the pick, it, it seemed like, you know, if the orders, he didn't say this explicitly, but if they fall to be a lottery team, that could be very costly for the team. So he, I think he's weighing that, but now we see Mike Smith injured again. He's on LTIR. Um, can you count on him even if he gets healthy? And I don't think you can. So it's it's 
obvious this is the number one need on the team. And the, the quicker you can reasonably fill it, the better. I mean, it all comes down to what the price is and, and what you can get back. But that's got to be a priority. And, uh, you know, I've been more in the pedal to the metal camp and getting it done earlier than, than waiting. But I can understand if you have to pay too high a price, you, you, you need to wait a little bit. But uh, I'm glad if, if the orders are going to go for it. Well, we don't know if they are. Brian Lawton, yeah, that's right. Brian Lawton saying he'd stake his reputation. You go get a goalie, and you're going to be able to go on a deep run. And and I think he's – see, I think he's hedging his bet here on Kane. Uh, I think you and me both have the same feeling on Holloway. Uh, we're not saying Holloway needs to come up and play in the top six, but he can certainly make a change to their top nine. And part of the reason why I feel that way, as much as it has to do with what we saw with the progression in the NCAA last year, but for me, it was the feedback I got back from the players on the team. Like, the guys on the team are like, this guy's going to be good. They don't say yeah. that about every. Like, you know what? With, with Dale Yakupov, who we all were all cheering for, we all wanted to succeed, David, there was never a – like, they knew Taylor Hall was a stud, right? Like, they knew that. And But when it came to Yakupov, there were concerns right from day one. Like, I don't know whether or not this guy is going to be able to – be quite what everybody thought like my hope was you could be a you know when i watched highlights of him in junior he reminded me of harlemov well he never got close to being that type of player and uh you know he turned out to be it just never now maybe if and the organization has to accept some responsibility because they're involved in the development of the player but something i guess what i'm saying to you is the players were like yeah, i don't know and whereas with holloway broberg and bouchard the players like these guys are players. We got something here with these guys. And that's an important thing because the players are the first to know, David. With with Yakupov, Bob, I mean, you know, Scotty Bowman, I think, compared him to, to Bure. So, you know, one of the best minds in hockey took a look at this kid when he was that age and was just um, utterly thrilled with Yakupov's potential. But, you know, yes, the Oilers are to blame somewhat. But on the other hand, he's never made a dent anywhere that he's gone as a professional player, not even in Russia. He's kicked around in Russia, in his own country, you know, no cultural issues at all, and he's not been able to make it. I think when they when they got him here, they saw that he wasn't going to be that high-skilled player, so they tried to turn him into like a more of a go-hard-to-the-net kind of player. He was a shorter, powerful player, might have been able to find a role if he had completely embraced that and understood it. Holloway is that player like this is the one skill that you can see immediately transferring he's big fast super aggressive and the ability to get in there on the forecheck um it, it's not something that you take it takes years of veteran savvy to acquire y you can get in there when you're young and do that and he's going to do that he's got just all of the assets to do that so as a third line forward you know you know playing a Warren Fogel kind of game maybe eventually with a little bit more skill than Fogel he can do that right now I think and uh, add to the orders right right away if he's healthy we're joined right now by David Staples uh David the Warren Fogel trade uh Ethan Bear was a very popular player here in this market we know that we're all cheering for Ethan Bear he's been a healthy scratch for five straight games in Carolina and Warren Fogel uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I thought Fogel would have more goals right now. We're halfway through the year. He's at five. Maybe it's going to take three months for him to find sort of on offensive consistency. But he is, he does take the puck to Lynette, and he is an effective forechecker. 
do you think maybe we're looking a little bit differently at that deal now for some people uh, maybe than when it first happened? What's your perception a lot? The Oilers, uh, they sure lost a lot of physicality, Bob. I mean, they when they lost Larson, they lost a tough guy. They they trade, you know, Jujar Kara left, and that, that's another really tough player who would hit who left the lineup. And then Josh, Josh Archibald, we'll all, we're all aware of his COVID issues. Super big hitter would blow up other players. So the, they need they need players like Fogel. They needed players like Hyman. Um, in the absence of those other players. And Fogel has provided consistently that physical element. He can, you know, he's always engaging. He, he's not a big ram you into the boards kind of player, but he's always puck protecting, battling physically. Yeah, it would be great if he, he scored more. Maybe he's going to. I, I've been... Yeah, I've been okay with him. I think he adds to the team, and you can see him in the playoffs making a big difference with his kind of speed and physical play. Ethan Bear, I think, you know, from reading interviews and comments from him, I think he was relieved to be traded from from Edmonton. I think, that, you know, the political situation for him was very hot here and difficult. And, you know, he's just gone to a place where he can just be a hockey player. And I think that was really good for Ethan Bear. And I, and I, and I haven't watched him play, so I can't comment on how he's done in Carolina. I wish him well. And, and he, he showed every sign uh, in Edmonton of becoming a uh, long-term NHL hockey player. Um, and I expect, still expect that to happen. I mean, he's a very smart, steady hockey player. Yeah. So and I expect that's going to happen. They're a good team. I mean, what was interesting, until Hyman and Nugent Hopkins went out of the lineup for Edmonton, Fogle was playing less in Edmonton than he did in Carolina. Uh, and Ethan's playing on a team that's deep on the right side. And the one guy that's really stepped it up there is D'Angelo, who is a great bet. We were talking, one of the things that uh, Brian Lawton talked about, he says now's the time to go get the goalie, right now. And he mentioned Marc-Andre Fleury. We had a couple texters, uh, Mark in St. Albert says, Brian Lawton for GM in Edmonton. Uh, we had texters saying, what about Carter Hart? Now, I like, I, to me, there's no way Philly trades Carter Hart. They just, no. they don't. But, uh, uh, Mark in St. Albert says, Carter Hart's not a significant enough upgrade. We need to trade assets and make a big move for Flurry. We need to win the Cup this year next. I don't care if we go all in, but please, Ken Holland, make a big move for Mark in St. Albert. Again, David, you're going to want to hear that, that interview because it was pretty interesting stuff. Um, what do you think? Should the Oilers be going in all in? Well, I, I think they should. Um, this lineup is strong enough, I think, to do that. I've always thought that about this team. And, uh, you know, they, it's interesting. They, the, the game against Calgary, they, the grade-A shots were in quite a bit in Calgary's favor. But the, the separation in the Vancouver game, I don't think the Oilers have ever, like this year, it, we, we had it at the Cult of Hockey, 28 grade-A shots for the Oilers and I think nine for the Canucks. It was 8-1 to one in overtime alone for the Oilers. That would have been an extremely frustrating game for the Oilers to lose. But this Oilers team... You know, that that was the first time in some time that the Oilers looked like the team that started the year for the first 21 games. And I'm not saying they're back, but this, this is a really, this is a talented hockey team. They fell apart for six weeks for various reasons. Um, goaltending, COVID, lineup changes, you know, special teams. This team, though, they've... <laughs> They've got the talent to, to make a, a, a run in the playoffs. I still think that. I've always contended that even in the darkest days. They've got to get goaltending. Now, if we're talking about giving up the, you know, I, I put a lot of weight in what Brian Lawton says. Of, and if he's saying flurry, that's very, very interesting to me. Maybe he knows something. Would the, you know, does it make sense to give up 
a first pick for Flurry. He said it was going to hurt. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a first pick. He said the acquisition cost would uh, be unpopular. And you said, does, does uh, Brian Lawton know something? Well, Brian Lawton started Octagon. Alan Walsh is with Octagon. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. So Brian Lawton knows lots of stuff that he can talk about carefully and he's he's talking carefully here so uh but i i, I suspect you know that, that that flurry would be maybe amenable to a move i understand he has a no trade contract maybe he would be amenable to a move to edmonton and a chance to win um here in edmonton or, and, or maybe because uh, i know we talked about this a couple days ago that there was a belief that there's a couple players that are on teams that are out of it that don't want to wave to come to Canada because of some of the challenges that are going, how, how much more significant the restrictions are in yeah. the respective Canadian markets than the U.S. That has been brought up and is an actual and real issue around the league right now. You know, Bob, I think check in two weeks from now, things are going to be significantly different. I mean, it already is. You know, the wastewater evidence in Edmonton and the... Um, Sorry, explain that for us. They, they check uh, wastewater at Edmonton, uh, sewage, just sea levels of, of COVID, uh, viral levels in the sewage. And last week, I think it was four, 15 or 14 out of 19 jurisdictions where they traced this, they were the, the levels were dropping. It's pretty clear that the Omicron wave has peaked in, in, in Alberta and is starting to crash down the other side, just like it has in jurisdiction after jurisdiction. Uh, the latest Angus Reid poll says four out of five Canadians are, are, aren't that concerned about getting COVID. I think the worm has turned in, in, in Canada, and finally people are going to, you know, I don't think the governments are going to lead this. I think people are going to lead it and say enough is enough, and things will open up fast when they open up. So, I, I, you know, I could see some players being concerned about that. It, it would be a concern if you have to live under these rules, you know, very strict rules in one place and not live under them in another. But I do think there's going to be movement, and I think it's going to happen soon. All right, David, how can people follow you? Uh, on Twitter at uh, at D Staples. There you go. Thanks, David. Thanks, Bob. It is 123 in Edmonton. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley's Fine Floors text line. We'll return after this. You know it's going from Mike Smith out with a tendon problem on the thumb. We're looking at post-All-Star break. Edmonton's uh, hosting Nashville tomorrow. We'll fly to Montreal Friday, take the Canadians on Saturday, who've got significant injuries uh, down their top two goaltenders. Uh, then into Ottawa on Monday, Washington Wednesday, then we get the All-Star break. So... Uh, there you have it, four more games, and I think you'll see Skinner and Koskinen. I think Skinner's going to get at least one start in the next four games. Miko coming off of back-to-back wins. Edmonton 5-3 against the Calgary Flames and 3-2 against the Vancouver Canucks, and the Oilers are now 10-2 and in the Pacific Division. Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. And we'll tell you that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. Right now, the best way to get a vehicle is to custom order one. Discounts available from Brent Ridge Ford and Ford Motor Company. On most custom orders, you can get the exact equipment and colors you want. Reach out to Uncle Milton, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Again, a lightly attended optional today. Nashville not skating today either. Uh, I would assume both teams will have uh, full uh, morning skates tomorrow. 
John Shannon is coming up in about seven minutes' time, but not before. I go off to the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. This is a real interesting text by Haji, who's got a good feel for the game. Bob, having Hyman on the roster will be a big benefit for Holloway, as he'll have a role model to mold his game after, seeing firsthand the effort and the drive that a first-line player with similar skill set needs to play with to be an impactful player. That one comes to us from Haji. That's a great point. The Oilers have missed the positive energy that Hyman brings. I mean, he basically hasn't been the same player since he banged up his shoulder. Uh, came back, uh, was just starting to, uh, you know, look a little bit better after he got some uh, time right when the Oilers didn't have to play for 10 days, and then he ended up getting COVID. Uh, he, he's an important part for the Oilers. He's a legitimate top six guy. I actually think Holloway probably has a higher offensive ceiling than Hyman, but the work rate is to be admired. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Bob, that kind of irked you. Our last guest talked about people waking up to the ridiculous mandates. You love the COVID rules. That one comes to us from Trucker Joe. Have you been listening to the show, Trucker Joe? I am not a big fan of the restrictions. And it targets certain industries more than others. So, you know what, we're, let's, you know, let's protect the most vulnerable and let's get back to living our lives. Can I make it any more simpler than that for you? You can interpret what I'm saying. Um, This text comes in, all the goalie talk, nothing about the goalie coach seems to be the common denominator. Uh, You still need the guy in between the pipes. Bob, when is Hyman expected uh, off the sniffles list? <laughs> I was hoping for Thursday, but maybe Saturday against Montreal. Don't know. Don't know how that works. Uh, again, Cody Jansen is back at the uh, 630 Chad Studios. He's going to uh, help us take us home in the final half hour of the show. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And uh, when we come back, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.